0: Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host Bart Almond. Over the last thirty years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past fifteen years have over fifty cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. Billy Decker is a fellow Nebraska boy. He's the mix master of Music City. I think I can call him that. I think he's probably mixed three or four hundred of my own demos, and I think he's mixed about 15 number ones. He makes killer cutting boards and desks and kitchen islands. He's just a jack-of-all-trades. He also knows how to shut it all off and go home and enjoy his family. I think the quality that I appreciate most of his unfailing ability to hear one of my songs and not laugh or smirk or let me know that he thinks the song sucks here's my buddy billy Okay, so so say, do, can you do that again? To,
1: well, do we need an intro?
0: I'll, I will have already done an
1: intro. Oh, an intro. Yes. So, test, test, true. When I get close to the microphone like this, I sound like somebody famous. You do, man. you are somebody famous. This week on Dirty Jobs. <laughs> I'm Billy well, Rowe. You are the mother. But then I back up and it's all whiny guy again. So there you you go. are the mother
0: effing mayor of Deckerville. Come on. Come back. I know that. So we are Nebraska boys. Yes, sir. Which is crazy. And I'm thankful for. And I've got another present for you.
1: I like free. Oh. For anybody that cannot see anything, I have two frozen runses in a Dude, Ziploc bag. They're
0: actual... Runes, my brother and his wife, and my mom and dad were in town two weeks ago, and my brother brought me a dozen frozen runses
1: can I, Can people hear me cry on on the do. podcast right now <laughs> They know this is fantastic. You want to let everybody know what a Runza
0: is, man. They're not I was from... hoping you would because your wife is one of the best Runza cookers in the world. She
1: is good. She was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Runzas are native. It's a fast food restaurant native to Lincoln and yeah. Omaha and a few other small towns in Nebraska. But it's a German
0: is dish. It German? Yeah, it's German, okay. I believe.
1: Or yeah, I think it's German. But it's basically cooked Land. cabbage. Yeah, ground beef and lamb. spices, lamb. It's lamb, yeah. Oh, there's lamb in it. Yeah.
0: And it's it's a it's a pita pocket kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. You know, I've called them, Really? and asked them to let me start a
1: runs Oh, They won't. They won't let it out of there. They oh. won't franchise it. No. Nope. They won't let it out of Nebraska.
0: But anyway,
1: do you want to p- go put that? I in do. The uh, yes. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep talking. That's fantastic, Clark.
0: Billy Decker. He's. Uh, What's that?
1: Can people see us hug? Oh, as yeah. I thank you.
0: Well, they can. Oh, oh, see the, they can hear the pats. The see, pats those the are back. the pats on the back. You smell good, man. <laughs> Dude, you are. Uh, uh, I'm 55 years old. I think I know two other people from Nebraska. So I'm, i I'm, I'm always glad
1: you're here. But I'm 52 so years old. Yes, oh, you've gosh. got me by a few.
0: So, were you from a music musical family? Musical?
1: Um, probably on my mother's side. Okay, your mom lives here, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, her father was uh, an organist. Later on in life. Okay. Uh, and on my father's side, his father. Had a family band and they played out in like North Platte and oh, okay, uh, way out in Western Nebraska. Dude, that's and awesome. and they had a the Decker family band. All right, uh, where they had a stand up <clears throat> bass, an acoustic guitar, a fiddle, and a mandolin. And when my grandfather passed away, I actually inherited the mandolin. So I've got a, a Gibson round hole. It's not the F hole. Okay. That's really valuable, but it's a nineteen oh four mandolin round hole wow and uh i've actually brought Gibbs, it down gibson. it's gibson yeah okay. yeah yeah a sunburst it's kind of got that sunbursty thing Dang. on it so i suppose i get most of what little musical talent well, i have from them
0: that's not true though because you were a published songwriter
1: i was i wrote for uh scott Hendricks uh at big tractor his publishing company, and I, Ben Vaughn signed me, who's now running Warner Chappell. So, okay. And then Curb also, I wrote for Curb Music Publishing.
0: So, as a published songwriter, mm-hmm. why did you stop writing and go into mixing? I mean, I remember you telling me, yes, this is one of my instruments here, Being- or one of my questions. You said that mixing console... Is your instrument. Mm-hmm. Why did you come to that, or how did you come to that?
1: The reason I stopped songwriting was because I didn't love it. Like, I loved. Really? Like, you loved songwriting. Mm-hmm. That was your thing, and playing guitar. Yeah. You know? I loved mixing, but I was able to do the songwriting thing and supplement my income for it, but I didn't love it deep down. Okay. So, for a while, I did both jobs. And I was engineering and then writing and then trying to balance and juggle family life. And the engineering thing finally took off. Hmm. And so I had to make a choice. It was just too much. And I went with what I loved.
0: You think you're better? I mean, obviously, you think you're better at this than than writing.
1: Because uh, I love this. Yeah. So I – somebody once told me it doesn't matter how much you make, how much – fame, all that stuff, you're a success if you can get up in the morning and love what you do. Yeah, You know, and then it'll show. And yep. then if you, you know, if other people think you are, that's when you get the yeah. rewards from, you know, from doing something. But even something. if you don't. Even if you don't. No, I, I'm still gives, just, yeah. I'm able to get up every morning. I've been able to provide for my family, uh, put kids through college. My wife's Gosh. been a stay-at-home mom for 22 years. And uh, I get up every morning and love what I do.
0: Did so. your studio here? We are at wonderful Woodland Studio. I this place just Westwood. 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 Studios, Westwood. I'm
1: sorry. Now that uh, starts with a W. Well, <laughs> it's on Woodmont. That's what confused. I was thinking me. Woodland. Woodland. Yeah, that's over in East Nashville. That's right. There. Yep. Yep.
0: This place is is phenomenal, and you've been here for six years? Six years,
1: yep. I was over at Soundstage, which is where you and I would have met and worked together before. Yes, and I have
0: a Soundstage
1: sweatshirt. Absolutely. For 17 years, I was there, and then just needed a change of pace. It just ran its course, so I came over to Westwood, and I've been here for six years now.
0: Man, I, I never went in there not being intimidated by you. In soundstage, yeah. How so? Just because you were so good at what you were doing, and I don't know. One
1: of your, good. I was fast. I was just going to say, and I'm very loud. So maybe that's what. <laughs> when it wasn't fashionable well, being loud, I was
0: loud. You were from Nebraska. You liked runses. No, the speed is like I I couldn't, I couldn't react to your changes fast enough and i i remember when you you know like we would change guitar tones and Mm -hmm. stuff and it's like Mm -hmm. you know you were the first guy that ever was like i was going like man can we put like a jtm 45 on that guitar tone and i won't even say who the guitar player is it's like oh yeah and we're done it's like (laughs) what i mean you just you blew me away just and the coolest thing to me about your speed was your confidence. Mhm. Is you never you never
1: stopped. You just you, you never screwed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know where that confidence came from? Ironically enough, it was because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm basically self-taught. Right? And when, when you're self-taught, you got nobody to tell yeah, you you're man. right or wrong other than yeah. yourself. So I'm like, that's the way I learned. Blue, and blue That's the blue. way we're doing There it. you go. So, <laughs> you're a big uh, fan of Craig Wiseman. Amen. As am I. And I liken myself to Craig Wiseman in the fact that he is a very, very fast rider. Dude. He can blast through some Amen. hit songs yep. uh, just as fast as I can mix them none of them are mine but yes you're right. you're absolutely right so there is something to be said for speed speed works for some people it doesn't for other people you know but it did for me and i've i've been able to bank on it and turn it kind of into it like a shtick where it's my thing if do you, you think need something done too much up.
0: time just you're just for lack of a better phrase polishing a turd one more time say that again if you went as fast as you work.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Are you just going bam bam bam? This sounds great. Here you go. Next.
1: Or can you can you work? Can you can you spend too much time? That's the problem I found is if I spend too much time on it, I screw it up and I'll literally go okay. backwards. I'll I've always been uh, Almost like a throw and go and just trust your gut. Right. And if I stop and think about it and analyze and go, oh, wait a right. minute, so and so did this or on this record, then all of a sudden it starts sounding terrible. So
0: So what do you mean by that? I mean, do you listen to Chris Lord Algae or or whoever and and hear their stuff and go, I should do that? Or do you just do you just know that Hell no! I shouldn't do that. Listen to my stuff; it's
1: really good. No, I I definitely A B on. You do? Uh, oh, absolutely! All the how all many? The time. I'm sorry, to keep and I love you. listening and trying to mimic stuff that I can't do. That's what's really fun for me. What and, can't you do? Uh, anymore? I I don't want to say I can't do anything. There's nothing I can't yeah. figure out, but I have literally. After doing it this long, I've been able to, because I taught myself almost to become like a student of frequencies right. and where stuff okay. lives in a, in a palette, I can almost reverse engineer anything out there and I can really? almost mimic it or get close. Okay. Yeah. And it's not that I want to copy somebody, but. I want to know how somebody does that. That's what's fun for me, being able to decode what somebody else okay. is doing and go, that's never going to work so, for me. I'm never going to mix like that, but I know how to do it now, and I, I can do it. I've heard you do
0: acoustic stuff, country stuff, metal stuff. Yeah. What What are you still reverse engineering, and how How do you do that? What's the, What's the process? I mean, do you go like – what the crap is that? Is that a camper? Is that a fractal? Or what are we what are we putting together here?
1: Exactly. So, do you for, know the
0: the musicians when you start that sort of backwards engineering?
1: I do, and after doing it this long and being able to befriend a lot of people okay. within the industry, I can actually call up where I used to not be able okay. to do that and call. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch producer Kevin right. or Kane Churko and go, hey, what would you use on that? And they'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, we use this, um, you know, baritone guitar and blah blah. The string gauges were this and stuff like They're, that. That's big, yeah, like big gauges, exactly. and it's
0: one tone for the whole record. Yeah, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. but um, I love that. Finger, but yeah, that is fun. That's fun being able to do that. But yeah, if I spend too much time, uh, I'll just screw it up.
0: So, do you collect? guitars and amps and things and, and try to figure that stuff out on your own or you just go
1: yeah no I don't collect instruments and I don't stay up to date on my Pro Tools rig either I mix all within Pro Tools right all my friends have the latest greatest they're always calling me right or on a forum they're like check out this new plugin blah 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 I I'm like guys I'm still on Pro Tools 10 Damn. from like 5 yeah. years 6 <laughs> years ago yeah uh, I just did um, a fun thing with uh, Stephen Slate's guy. His okay. head of hardware development stopped in town, and I uh, tested out the mic for him because they wanted me to put it okay. through paces. And I'm doing a couple <clears throat> videos for him and, and uh, checked out. Like some plugins and stuff yeah. like that. And they actually had to go back and find old installers so I could even put it on my system because I don't have the Hid me. So they called it a legacy patch for Billy Decker. I'm like, oh, thanks. That makes me feel real young. <laughs> I'm a What's legacy that? patch. Well,
0: you've got uh, on your website Metric Halo, Tune Tracks, Drum Shots, Steven Slate, Drum Samples. Kelly shoe Kick Drum Systems, Joey Sturders. I mean, how do you decide what to use, what not to use? Is it just totally – I mean, I can't imagine it's – we'll give you a million dollars to use this. So you're using stuff that's totally to your ears, right?
1: Yeah, and I tell everybody that I almost always – Buy everything I've got. Okay. Because okay. I like putting my money where my mouth is. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Now, there's been a few exceptions yeah. where somebody's going, like, hey, here, you know, yeah. we'd like to give that to you. And I'm like, sure, no problem, you know? Right. But uh, I have used the same stuff since I've started. Really? Uh, I'm still using a couple samples back from when I got mailed uh, Stephen Slate sample pack on a okay. CD back in like 2003. And uh, I've used the same <laughs> kick and snare sound. Now I've morphed them over the years and stuff. Of course, yeah. But for the most part, all the stuff I do, I'm a creature of habit. And what's more important to me is not, is the, I don't want to say the <coughs> name on it or the yeah. function of it. As long as it's easy, easy to use. Right. And. It's yep. got to have big meters so I can see it from a distance. You know what I mean? Because you're sitting back on a chair like this. If I have to lean forward and keep squinting to see right. a little number or something. So I basically like easy-to-use plugins. <laughs> That's freaking amazing. So... <laughs> which one of the best I, uh, mixers in the world is going like i've got to be able to see it as long <laughs> as i can see it and it's easy to use i'm a yeah. big fan of like just one or two knobs you know yeah. if there's too many things it's like you can go down a rabbit hole and oh
0: um, man so uh, i uh, use
1: uh, presets all the time and
0: I love you saying that because that's how I am as a guitar player. It's like, you know how many knobs I would like to have on my amplifier? One. Yeah. But I don't because it's stupid and I'm stupid, but
1: yeah. Probably the most important thing now is the source material.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: if I get something in that sounds really good, what I do to it really doesn't matter, you know? (sighs) And that's what makes all the difference. That's what I'm saying. So So now it's up to source material. I do the same thing. What do you
0: mean by source material? If Um, I send you tracks.
1: Right. And if you did a crappy job recording it. Sure. Doesn't matter if you recorded it Ocean Way or in your bedroom. Okay. If you did a shitty job, it's still shitty. Okay. So I get stuff that's been programmed. Crap sounds like crap. Crap sounds like crap. Okay. And if it's super good, then it's going to sound awesome. So. Hmm.
0: So, can you explain what's the difference between recording and mixing?
1: Recording and mixing, uh, I liken it to a football team. So, have you had this
0: question before?
1: (laughs) Yes, Yes. (laughs) about 22 times. So, here's my canned answer. So, uh, the linemen in a football team, those are the recording engineers. No disrespect to anybody. I'm just making an analogy here. But those are the workhorses. Uh, Recording engineers up at 8 a.m., first guys to the studio, work all day, set up the mics. Tidus band. No guts, no glory. They do all the work, and they're the last ones to leave, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The vocal overdub guys. Are, let me turn this phone Other off, guys answering the phone call from Steven Tyler. During a, during hey man, a podcast. You, the Overdub guys, you know, they come in bad. after the recording engineers do their work. They work mid, they work morning till you know, 7, 8 at night, something like that. Still not, they're doing something that they love and whatnot, but they're still not getting... Like the magazine covers and the chicks and the. No, I'm just totally joking. As you should. When, growing up, <laughs> I used to read Mix Magazine when oh, it used yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. Love that. Like Love that. Yeah. The thing, you know? Yep. And always in there, it was mixers. Mixers yep. were like the guys doing all the articles. So I said, you know what? Did That's what I. You know what, what they I'm, were talking about? I had no idea what yeah. they were talking about. No but idea. I saw them yeah. saying, mixers are like. Yeah, the Tom, the quarterbacks on the football team. Absolutely, you know? and why is
0: that microphone twenty nine thousand dollars?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I said well, that looks fun. I mean, <laughs> I used to get up eight a.m. six six thirty a.m. Drop the kids off. I was in and stayed to the studio till eleven eleven thirty at yeah. night. Did that for years, and then finally, my wife was like, "You got to figure out something. Your kids are growing up. You're missing it. I'm not happy because you're never home." She said, I'm making renzes. So <laughs> What the crap, hon? So I said, all right, I'm going to do this. So a friend of mine loved doing that. Yeah. I loved mixing. So I said, I'll make you a deal. You send me all your mix work. I'll send you every recording work. We traded off, and it worked out great for both of us. I turned into just a guy that mixed. He turned into, like, the tracking guy around Who's him. that? Chris Utley. Oh, okay. Way back in the day. Now, Chris is a good mixer, too, but he's probably more well-known for his skill as a tracking engineer. And he Do you like mixing
0: because you have – and I don't mean this in a mean way yeah. – but you have no emotional contact or con,
1: – uh, you, have,
0: you have no emotional yes. field to the music. Like, I bring you five songs, and you go, well, you know what? Barth's just another – Fat guy from Franklin. I'm going to mix these songs because you didn't write it, because you didn't record it, because you you have no. It's just a it's it's just a
1: piece of pie, right? Um, I treat, and I think this is what's kept me employed for this many years, twenty five years now. Gosh, uh, is it doesn't matter if I'm doing a demo, an independent record, yeah. Or a master, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Yeah. Regardless, the only difference is, hey, if you want to pay me thousands of dollars to mix a song, or a couple hundred bucks if it's a publishing company I'm mixing a demo for, uh, I will do the exact same thing. But yes, it is very um uh, easy to detach yourself from something yeah. you have no ownership to. Right. That, I, yeah. That's a I've way to put it. had a back in the day when I used to write for those two publishing companies, I got to do my own demos. Yeah. And those were the worst sound and damn demos in the world because I would mix them.
0: And you'd never be done
1: with them? No, never be done. That'd be I awful. think that's how and I'm like, oh, is. I can make yeah. this better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's why it's really hard. I never produce, didn't go down that hole. Obviously, right. tons of engineers can produce and they do produce.
0: As you can.
1: But I just was like, yeah. two reasons I didn't. A, it would harm me as an engineer because mm-hmm. if you hire me and found out that I'm producing as well, you're like, why am I going to call Decker? He's going to poach that next record from me right. if they like him or, or whatever. You know?
0: Or he's going to make it sound like I don't want it to sound.
1: Right. Exactly. Because that's
0: how he feels as a producer. I don't feel as a producer.
1: Right. Yeah. So I decided to just... You know that one, uh, that commercial says, Stay in your lane, bro. (laughs) That's what I do. I stay in my lane. I just like to mix.
0: Do I? You've got speak two sets of speakers up here. Yes, is that it?
1: That's it. The uh, the black pair I've had since day one, those are the Mark II versions of the early Mackies, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody's had those. Uh, And then these cool-looking wood ones are called Waffin Audios, and they're really fun to listen to.
0: Do you listen to stuff in your car?
1: I do. I do. And then I also have this 1998 boombox I got from Electronic Express. I have
0: a picture of that at my house.
1: It was the only – I read an article that said Chris Lordalgie checked all his mixes on a boombox – And over at Soundstage, uh, Reed Shippen used to work in the back of Soundstage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Reed had a boombox, too. Mm -hmm. I think he actually did research and bought the same one that Chris ward Algie had. I couldn't find that, so I went to Electronic Express, and this was the cheapest one that had line-ins that I could do it. And it sounds horrible, but if it sounds good on that, it'll sound good anyway.
0: Dude, I used to listen to all of my mixes, like, because I'm somebody. I would listen to them in here. Yeah. I would listen to them on both sets of yours. Then maybe some big somewhere. I listen at my house, which I've got really nice monitors in my house. And I would also listen to in my car with like a Nissan Pathfinder.
1: Well, because this is what everybody else is going to listen to them on. Plus, if you know your system, it doesn't matter what you listen exactly. As as long as you know it, it's gold. Yep. So that's why everybody argues about speakers. It's the stupidest <laughs> argument in the world. Yeah. It's like I can't listen to anything with ribbon tweeters. It's literally chalk, Seriously. fingernails on a chalkboard. Okay. For some reason I have an aversion to ribbon tweeters. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, you ought to try these new speakers. And I'm like, nope. I, it's just going to hurt. Yeah. So I do listen in the car and I make – uh, the mixes I send out every day, I email to myself, and I listen that night, but usually going home. But it's an MP3 at that it's point. It's an MP3, yeah. yeah. And everything sounds muffled and dead right. and stuff just because I blew my ears out of the but studio you, all day. But then I also listen the next morning with fresh ears.
0: Dude, So that's phenomenal. I got read the liturgy to the, from this guy. He goes, mm-hmm. He's a guitar player, and he's going like... What do you play guitar on at home? I said, man, you know what? My house is also my wife's house, so I have to do it at this level, man. Mm-hmm. I said, I used to have a 112 and a 412 in a closet wrapped in blankets with great microphones, and I used to have 100-watt heads just freaking dimed. And then I would go upstairs, and I would see my lovely wife on the floor Cross-legged, you know, Indian style, just with her face just <laughs> mashed up to the TV, and it's like, "Oh, that's right. This is your house too, isn't it?" And I said, "Then I went to work for Florida Georgia Line, right?" Really? And as a parting gift, they gave me a fractal. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm very familiar with it. I go it's between. Fantastic. Dude, I go. That's three hundred and fifty amps. And however many cabinets, and I said, and and that and the stinking camper, same exact thing, freaking brilliant and you thing, put you headphones know. On. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> saved your marriage, and
0: I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I said that I go, and and he looks at me and he goes, "I play a fifty nine Telecaster. I've got a fifty six Fender uh, uh, Super Basement or Basement Amp." And he and run it through a clone, Centaur and blah, blah, blah. And I went, that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. And then you know what? My buddy mixes it. It goes to... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> Who sells it? I'm losing my mind here. What are you talking about? The songs. But, but I go, the, you know, my niece... Uh, oh, iTunes. iTunes. Sorry, golly. I said, then it goes to iTunes, mm-hmm. and it gets compressed one more time. Then it comes back to my niece. It gets compressed again, and she's listening to it in a pair of 99-cent earbuds. Right,
1: right.
0: And you're going to seriously <clears throat> preach to me about why my Fractal sounds like crap <laughs> next to your
1: basement app? I go, I get it, but I don't know, man. It all sounds the same when it hits the radio. Oh my gosh. You know, the radio is a great equalizer. And
0: if you can seriously look – okay, this is one of my next questions.
1: Okay. All can right. you
0: mix visually?
1: Uh, I actually mix probably <laughs> 60% with my eyes. Seriously? Yeah. And so I kind of started mixing using templates really okay. early on. Yeah. I would find a song that sounds good. I'd be like, "Okay, so I got the next song in. Uh I would take all that audio out and import the audio for the next song right and overlay it right on top of it." Okay. And it would I would hit play and it would be 98% there and all I got to do is do a few rides clean it right. up boom 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 so I could just go that was back in the day when songwriters like yourself would record five songs yeah, and you would bring them to me on a Monday and say uh, George Strait's cutting tomorrow we have to have all these done otherwise I right, don't right, get right. a cut so it was my job to make sure... And I never sure... got a cat anyway, so that didn't
0: really <laughs> It
1: was my job to make sure you didn't miss a pitch, because <laughs> yes. if I keep you employed, you'll keep sending me songs to mix. <laughs> right. So it was a very symbiotic relationship here in Nashville. And uh, so that's how I started learning how to mix so fast, using Man. templates and stuff. Uh, it wasn't necessary to do more work or make money. It was just so right. I could get home, yeah, see my wife and kids, and still keep you guys happy and not miss your pitch meeting. So... It was all about balance.
0: We all went home smelling like nug chomper, <laughs> and it all no because I I seriously was on an airplane coming home from L.A. Mm-hmm. and I saw a big producer, yeah, and he had a, his laptop open, and he goes, "Look at that," and I looked, and it was it was a Pro Tools grid. I went, "Cool." I go, "How's it sound?" He goes, it "Sounds perfect." Because look at it. Everything's everything's <laughs> is lined go, lined up.
1: I go. All right. One of the main things I do visually is because I use those templates. Yeah, the waveforms need to be a certain volume. Okay. Okay. So if I get something in that was recorded real light, it's right. not going to work in the template because it's not that big. So a,
0: a Motorhead demo is not going to be the same. As an acoustic demo,
1: correct. So what I will do is I will go in and go. Okay, I It'll know be better on the electric tracks. My electric tracks have to have a quarter inch okay. of space above okay. and below, and this little baby line has to gain up. So I'll right. gain it up to make it look like what was there before, and then it hits the template. So. I have to go through and do that for every track Make sure it looks right like the song before it And then hit play And then adjust it
0: I never knew if you were being nice to me And patting me on my stupid head When I would ask for the guitar to be up Half a dB Or if you were just
1: Always because I, I was never that guy that would like <laughs> Say he did it and not really right. do No, I was never that guy I always just no. love because
0: <laughs> no, but I, I th- one of the brilliance of to me of you was you knew which writer you were working with. True, and it's like if Fat Bart walks in, you go, okay,
1: this is a guitar day. Which Bart isn't fat anymore. <laughs> Bart which, used to be a little husky. <laughs> We'll say back in the day. Now he looks like a railroad track. Yeah, He's ne- a skinny as a rail. But you would but you would
0: know yeah, yeah, yeah. just like in recording, if I walked in and Pat Buchanan was my, sure. my guitars guy, are
1: gonna be It was a the, guitar day leading the party. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, how do you go from demos to albums
1: uh, as a
0: as a mixer? Is that just Sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you again. No, no, no. That
1: that's a good question. Is that from
0: going from writers to producers or writers to artists?
1: That goes from writers hearing a demo. Okay. The first gig I ever got was from an artist that I did a demo for, and they said, "Oh, take a shot." He had a record deal. Okay. Take a shot at my record. Nice. So I went ahead and mixed uh, a song. They took it back to the record company. The record company says, this sounds great. Let's keep going. So they gave me another one and another one. Pretty soon, I did hmm. a full record. Uh, six months later, it came out. And I'd never done any big re- full records before. Uh, six months later, it came out. And the song was called Going Through Hell by Rodney Atkins. And it was a like a six-week number one. And so that, that was a hit, right? It was a hit. A it, hit? Yeah. It, right there. So, and that... Once that hit, uh, then Is I that started really, getting... six weeks, number one? It was, Gosh. back in the day. Five or six weeks. I, I want to say it was six. That's yeah, so
0: amazing, man.
1: So I uh, got that gig, and then almost every other gig came from somebody hearing something I did. Right. And going, oh, let's do that. That sounds good. Let's use him. So I know you've
0: you mixed this little song called uh, Brand New Girlfriend or something like that,
1: that ended up being a number
0: one. Do you have any... Uh- Recollection of that song or anything? The
1: Recollection of that? That was actually (laughs) my first number one. What? Produced by a guy named Lee Miller. Yes. The artist was Steve Holy, and the writers on that...
0: I'm a little foggy on that myself. Yeah. A couple of nobodies, from what I remember...
1: something almond, A-L-M-O-N-D, that, like the kind you eat. Uh, yeah. No, that was your first number one, was it not? Second. Second. What was your first one? Can't take the hunky-talkie out of the girl. Ah. At, you could also say that was my last number one. <laughs> Unlike that, you, you that had... was a good run. That was on the, that was the longest running song I've ever had on the charts. So I know that made you guys some cash. Back good. in the day when stuff ran longer and and lasted on the charts, you would get paid accordingly. Correct.
0: Back in the day where we were paying off houses,
1: with yes, stuff like that. That yeah. thing was like what fifty six weeks. Something crazy. It was
0: unbelievably... But Honky Tonk was inside the top five for nine weeks.
1: Was it really? Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, that's, that, I, again, it's, it's dollars and cents
1: and apples and oranges. but That was fun, though, wasn't it? Oh, man. Back in the day. You know what? Music Row's disappearing. All these tall, skinny houses and condos, they're tearing down it's all the. It's
0: disappearing, but you know what? You and I were just talking about Craig Wiseman, and mm-hmm. I, we just had him on here, and, and he was still just. He would just close his eyes and smile and talk about the wonder of writing songs. Just as excited as you, ever, huh? You know, man, as many times as we were in the studio oh, yeah. and you would you would write a song with some bugger eating moron that you couldn't give a crap about, but then two days later there's Pat Buchanan or Tom Bukovac or and Greg Morrow and they're they're recording this song and you're just going like how the crap are you guys making that sound like that? Yeah. And it's just, it's just mesmerizing, man. I just, I feel bad for people that have never been a part of that. Cause it's, it's so magical. It is so wonderful. And wonderful in, in like the wonder of the whole thing. Oh,
1: just to and, experience it oh once. My God. You know what? There's an idea for you, Bart. You need to have, like, the Nashville experience where people come down and they get to see a session and listen to it go from... Somebody's probably done that, but it really is. It's almost like, remember that movie The Wizard of Oz and you get to peek behind the curtain at the end? Oh, man. Absolutely. That would be so cool to let normal... Who's People wi- that aren't who- in the music bit not normal. Well, yeah, they are normal. Yeah. If they're not in the music right.
0: business. Who, who would the wizard be? Would it be you? Would no. it be
1: me? Would it be? It would be the the musicians, the behind the scene, the, the whole thing would be the <laughs> pull the curtain back. And Can get you to imagine see the it process. being Bukovac going, "Hey man,
0: hey, dude, <laughs> uh, check it out." He too. and I have
1: uh, something in common. We both chopped our fingers up. He got he, I got mine with a table saw. And this got put back on about five years ago.
0: I've never known that.
1: Yeah, and it's pinned, so now I can't even play a D chord because I have to reach up underneath there. So if I did pick up a guitar, I've got that guitar sitting right over in the corner. That's just for looks. Going home with me. And I think it's tuned to like an open tuning where I could just put one finger on if I need to replace something. (laughs) You and Dolly Parton? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Tom hit his with... uh,
0: he was putting a mixing console in an anvil case, and it
1: got smashed or And cut, it came right? down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And he basically had to relearn how to play for a while, didn't he? Until it yeah. all came back, and
0: so did I. See that big did old guitar really? right
1: there? What's that from?
0: Uh, mini bike wreck, shattered wow. all the bones in that wrist, and I had I would I would put a guitar between my knees because I couldn't turn my wrist over. Really, and I would just.
1: And you relearned, yeah. Yeah,
0: my head knowledge was there. Mm-hmm. I knew how to go from a D to a G to an E to a knee, but I couldn't make my hand do that. So, yeah, dude, being yeah, I going... still have
1: some like numbness. It's almost like ringing in your ears. Oh yeah, but in my finger, it's almost like you know when your leg falls asleep. Oh yeah, that's the way it feels all the time,
0: dude. I I tell my wife going from <laughs> average to average was was really quite a challenge <laughs> for me.
1: So I went, I went from average to below average <laughs> when that happened.
0: <laughs> so you've mixed fifteen number ones. Sixteen. Can you hear a hit? No. Can anybody? No. No? Seriously? No. no. You'll hear a song and you go, That sucks, and then nine months later it's it's number one on the chart. Or or you hear a song and you go, That's a freaking hit, and nine months later it's not even in- You know what?
1: At the heyday of my mixing, I mixed 1,500 songs one year. Gosh. And that was back in the demo, factory days, when it was kicking out. You know how many hit songs I thought I heard I, out I of know those 1,500?
0: How many of mine? None. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably literally 1,200. I mean, that was back in the day. Oh there were so many good songs. Yeah. And, you think
0: songs were better then? I mean, uh, just looking back, old curmudgeon, look at, yeah, I, I remember when, blah, blah, blah. No, I'd, no? I'd say
1: they're different. It's different, I think yeah. different would be, because nobody used to do the, oh, oh yeah, you know, sure. nobody yeah. did that, right. and it was all intro, verse, chorus, turnaround, you know, and now there's like different combinations of yeah. stuff like that. But my take on that is everybody likes something different so absolutely and what a lot of times determines a hit is how much money (laughs) and how much juice something has uh and nowadays it's how much promotion or how hot they get on one of these social media formats that also will make a song a hit that maybe some people don't think are yeah so you know i quit guessing I quit guessing. All my job is to do is to make it loud. Do you listen? (laughs) And sound pretty. I'll let everybody else decide if it's a hit.
0: Do you listen to country radio?
1: I listen to The Highway. Okay, yeah. More than anything. Just because I like to hear the new stuff and see what's out there. I will listen to... Country radio, when I have a song on the charts, because I love to hear oh, what the radio compression does to my mixes, so I can go next time maybe I shouldn't have turned that snare up quite as loud. Because seriously, 97.9 lets more of the snare through, okay. whereas uh, 103.3 compresses it more and makes it sound a little tighter, really. And, and then 95 is playing a lot of the older stuff, so yeah. I can hear stuff that I've mixed 10 years ago, right? In 95. So every once in a while I'll do that, but yeah, I like
0: sounds like Ricky Van
1: Shelton. Yeah, I like hearing stuff I've done so that I can figure out what to do next. Because in my eyes, See. I hate everything I've done. I've never mixed a perfect song ever. Oh, I, I can't even get close. That's because you're awful. Yeah.
0: No, you know that's super interesting because I know from being in ten thousand radio stations. Yeah, I know they they speed it up. One or two percent. But I didn't know about the, the EQ. Mm-hmm. That, that's freaking interesting.
1: So I, I but really – so And
0: you can hear that
1: I can, in your car. Because I deal with that kind of process right. all day long. So I can go, oh, wow I wish I okay. wouldn't have laid into that maybe or, or squished it a certain way or right. used a faster attack or a slower attack to let more of the transient come through because the radio station was banging it down anyway. So it was like getting double hit. So have I shouldn't ever, have hit it as hard.
0: Have you ever been to a radio station to, s- to see how they do that? I have. Have you ever talked to an engineer or something? I have.
1: And then I took that knowledge, called my friend over at Georgetown Mastering. Yeah. Andrew Mendelssohn, Oh yeah. And we tried to set up a radio station compressor back in two. Really? It was during the Rodney Atkins stuff. Okay. Uh, because he let me mess with uh, some of the stuff after he and I had heard and his producer Ted Hewitt had heard stuff on the radio we're like oh what can we do to make it different or better next time you know Uh, so we called Andrew and we set up an old I think it was an Orban is the station I saw some kind of a limiter type thing we set that up he mimicked it because he knew what all that stuff was. you know I would do a mix I would print a CD I would run down the street like three blocks over to Georgetown, yeah, and he would play it through that, and we'd be like, "Oh no, we need to push the snare up, need kick needs more point, bass is too hot because when the um, the bass drummer bass,
0: drum or bass the bass guitar okay
1: would uh, pretend like you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you squished it and the peanut butter started oozing out the sides. That's what the bass was doing. So he's like, we got to turn the bass down about three dB. We got to push the snare up, make it obnoxious right in your face because it's going to soften when it hits those compressors. Right. Turn the vocal up because that's the thing on top that's going to get squashed, and then put a point on the kick and make it clicky gosh. because it's going to soften it anyway. So we ended up doing that on, oh gosh, about five songs. I mean, went through like a spindle of CDs. And dude, if I had like an iWatch to mark my steps, I probably yeah. ran a marathon back and forth between soundstage in his studio, just testing it. And then we'd go back and switch it, bounce it, burn it to CD, come back again.
0: Could anybody tell the difference?
1: We thought we could. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, it made us happy, or like I, we were trying to accomplish something. I was always amazed when a people would say, from now on, we're not taking MP3s. We're only taking wave files. And I, I always thought, man, you know it would be so much fun to be, there, to come here or to go to uh, Blackbird or somebody
1: mm-hmm.
0: with, a big, with the big room with the big speakers. Go, here's a piece of paper and a pencil.
1: Oh, and side by side. Yeah, and AB. get like
0: five or six A&R people and go, I'm going to play five songs, but not, not in a row. So I'm not going to A-B them, A-B, A-B, A-B. And I want you to tell me which one is the MP3, which one's the WAV file, and if anybody gets it right,
1: oh, that's funny. You're My getting
0: cookie. you're getting WAV files, and I just I, I don't know. I'm an idiot.
1: That's funny. Yeah, now everybody's so accustomed to listening to like iTunes is the MP4s or whatever. Oh yeah yeah is, yeah. You know? And the highway and all XM radio. Okay. I don't know what it is, but they play either mp3s or mp4s they don't play wave files because i think there's something to do really? with the satellites getting it down to you fast enough or the streaming bit rate or something it's above my pay grade but yeah they play the the lowest quality that's passable because it i don't know if it safe space on their hard drives or what but i didn't know
0: that but i knew they
1: it's terrible to reference to. I when mean, I
0: listen to stuff, I know they're playing stuff that
1: I go like, that guy doesn't have a record deal. So, well, so I
0: can hear some bit of difference.
1: Yeah, but it's it's not even the fact they don't have a record deal. It's just they play everybody. Even if yeah. they do have a record deal, they're playing the lower quality. Interesting. Because of the streaming or the transmission to the satellites or right. something. So it's not very helpful to me... Or from an audiophile perspective, to like go, oh, that's sonically good because it's just the the lowest common yeah. denominator thing. Whereas at least the FM radio is playing the full resolution, right? Right. You know, right. and yeah. now it's getting hammered yeah. on their processing, so it's not a good judge either. So, do you find
0: going back to uh, speakers and and cables and all that stuff? I mean, does that does that matter? Not Is that me. more for you?
1: No, not to me. I really? Mean, no, I could care less about all
0: that stuff. So you're not you're not a guy that has.
1: No, I'm not an audiophile. Guy, okay, right? I really. Would, yeah, I would never get invited to speak at like a conference on yeah. like fidelity or something.
0: Did you're barely
1: speaking into that microphone? <laughs> I mean, I could. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. Here we go. Let me, let me bend it down. Close that radio voice. Yes. This week on Gold Rush. <laughs> Parker decides to leave Alaska for <laughs> greener pastures.
0: But you don't spend no $2000 no. on no. gold cables and stuff. No. See that—that's amazing because that's your whole life.
1: No, I way back, I—I I thought I was the first guy to mix a number one in Pro Tools and bounce to disc, right? And for a while, I thought I was, but then Ed C, I found out, was actually okay. He had uh, Blake Shelton's song uh, ah. Austin. Remember that okay, one? Yeah, yeah. And he actually was the first guy that bounced to disc in there. So do you ever have... But I used to do that, and I still do it all the time. So yeah, I'm totally not an audio.
0: Yeah, producers call you and go, Hey, what, does this mic or that mic sound better? Or does that amp or does that amp sound better? Yes. You do? Yeah. Do yeah. you
1: tell them? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You so go, no,
0: I'll replace it when I get it over
1: here. <laughs> no, no, no. I... Uh, a lot of times, though, to be honest with you, that's all taken care of before I get it. Okay. And I just get a Dropbox link with the audio in it, and I just go to work. I assume... They're like, just don't fuck it up. Yeah. Don't kill my career. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would assume that
0: Blake Shelton knows this is his mic. So he uses this mic, like like Pat Bergeson always carries that Royer 121 with him.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he
0: throws it in front of a, a 412, and that is that
1: is his deal. So I assume there's a lot of that. There is. Uh, the last Chris Young record we did, he had to do like a little teaser voiceover thing. Okay. Where I had to just pop him in real quick. He didn't have a chance to go back to the studio where he recorded
0: the right. original song. Okay. Yeah.
1: So he, I got a call that said, Hey Decker, can you get Chris in? Put him in his booth. We'll send his mic over and his signal chain. So they sent over his mic um, and his preamp that he always, it it was a Bach, uh, it mimicked a U47, a Neumann U47, but it was a Bach clone. Mm -hmm. And it actually, I thought, sounded better than a lot of the original U47s. Really? This Bach mic was probably about five grand and a U uh u forty like twenty nine thousand these Dude, days.
0: uh do you know uh Mike Bradley yeah, 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 He used to Did- work over at the sound shop, yeah,
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's my neighbor, ah and my Maria, best song ever mixed, Dude. best kick drum in the world, Well no, Bonnie Wilson drummed on that. This is the Mike doctor. Mike Di- Doctor? Yeah, different. Oh, I thought you were talking about the engineer. well. No, 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 no. There you go, Mike Bradley, the engineer. Yeah. Best song ever mixed, my Maria. There you go. Lonnie Wilson on drums. But he's my neighbor and uh, <laughs> he was just
0: he I Well hi Mike Bradley, that. my guy. Exactly. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, So you're uh you're a writer or something? I go, Yeah, I'm a writer or something. He goes, Man, look at my website. It's called the Mike Doctor. There's ever anything you you want? I went okay, cool, man. Thank you so much. And Amy and I go home, and I'm looking at it, and I go, oh, holy crap, honey! I said, here's a mic. I would love.
1: How much was it?
0: Twenty nine grand. Oh god. And I said, but oh, but you know what? This one's only twenty three grand. I'm like, <laughs> and I I talk to him. I go, dude, I I. I promise you there's no talent in those microphones there's no ideas in those microphones. Those microphones will not make me sound
1: that's funny
0: but I was like yeah that when so when you talk about a thirty thousand dollar microphone i mean that that's not even unusual mhm yeah. And,
1: yeah I, I can't tell you if it sounds any better or not. It probably does. I don't know. A lot of the older <laughs> ones, unfortunately, have, because they're so old, that they're noisy and they're oh, scratchy yeah. and that are
0: The ribbons are breaking going. up. So and, these new
1: recreations are just fantastic.
0: Yeah. Can you tell me about uh, Decker Boards?
1: Decker Boards is my way to decompress from the music business. Mm-hmm. Some people run, some people, I don't know. Race cars, uh, other people, big fan, or uh, weekend serial killers. I don't know what the hell people do, <laughs> but only on yeah, the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's my hobby uh, is woodworking, and it's a way to get away from the music business. Yeah. I don't listen to music, uh, but I love to make uh, cutting boards. When we moved into our yeah. new house about six years ago, or a, not a new house, but a new for us. Uh, my wife's like, we finally have a big kitchen. Yeah. She's like, I'd like a cutting board and I've always wanted one of those big farm big tables. Big island? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, have yeah, an yeah, island. Yeah. She's like, I want a farm table with the bench, you know, that you see on HGTV. Yeah. So I said, okay. So she started looking and pottery barn, restoration hardware, those things are like five, six grand. <laughs> oh, so God. Billy was like, hmm. Billy's going, that's like a whole day of mixing for me. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna go to YouTube and see how hard this is. I've right. always been pretty handy, you know. I've always been a. Well, you're a good Nebraska <clears throat> farm boy. That's right. I so I, that. I love getting yeah. my hands dirty. I don't mind to sweat. I still mow my own grass. There's a song title, by the way. I still mow my own grass. If I still wrote
0: songs, <laughs> there you. Or go. If
1: you did, there, it sounds like we a should write song. that
0: together. We'll get together and I write that. I still mow
1: my own grass, and you could use the analogy of oh, yeah, you know, you're there with. Me. That'd be so good. If only we had a guy that could mix that. <laughs> So anyway, sorry. So I YouTubed it and found a guy that had actually snuck into Restoration Hardware, Pottery Barn, all those big stores <laughs> with a Excuse tape me. measure and like really? made plans and put them on the internet. So I'm like, Restoration Hardware, boom, boom, boom. So I got some plans off the internet. I went out in the garage, got some Home Depot wood. It was my oh first my table gosh. ever. And we still have it to this day and it came Your out tables good. look awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so then I just, are they for sale? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, but I only do it for the week on the weekends, but right. I'm not mixing. It's totally just a hobby. Yeah. So I don't have a website. Uh, <laughs> I do have a funny story though about, uh, an Instagram thing. I'll tell you in two seconds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, I love to make cutting boards cause we need one of those. So I've just, the king of cutting boards is this Russian dude, and his website is M T M Woodworking. He's like the guy that—I mean, he's got like hundreds of thousands okay. of followers and subscribers. And it's not Billy Deckers. Videos. All his videos are in Russian, but he goes through, and they're all those 3D cool cutting boards and stuff. And I just got hooked on those, so I'm like, you know what? It, it's in my nature to just cold call and stick my foot in my mouth all. The time. So I—I I don't know how I found it, but I emailed him. And I had to Google Translate, so it goes in Russian, right. and I asked him a bunch of questions. Two days later, dude hits me back and answered all my questions. He's like, if you ever have any other questions, dude. let me know. And I'm like, you know what? I operate that way in the music business. It's yep. so cool that somebody else did.
0: Yeah.
1: Fast forward to today. I love making the cutting boards, and uh, like I told you, I cut my finger off. You know, <laughs> thing, but they put it back on, uh-huh. so everything is fine. So here's my funny story. Uh, so my kids are like, Dad, you need to do like Instagram. That's like the cool, hip thing to do. You know, you could sell tons of decker boards. So I call um, a buddy of mine who used to write songs, and he moved to Texas, and now he's working. He's a computer genius guy. So I called him. Wait, who's that? Uh, Jason Delku. Okay. I don't know if you know him. He's an Australian. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I tell him this. And he's like, man, I know all about this kind of stuff. He's like, let me run your Instagram. He's like, we'll make it part music, part woodworking. We'll call it Decker Boards. That's your brand. He's like, yeah, I got this friend that made a computer program over in Australia, but it's it's not like robot stuff. You got to literally people have to click on it. It's, okay. it's a great thing, you know. You can set parameters, you know, like we'll put music and cutting boards. So uh, I ended up. <laughs> Giving him my password. Right. I went to bed. And he stole your house. Woke up the next morning. Ding. My phone goes off. I've got 3,000 followers. I'm like, this is amazing. Sweet. All of a sudden, my phone just starts lighting up. Ding, 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 ah. ding. Direct messages. I open the first one. It literally is 3,000 Brazilian porn stars. Ah. And I call my buddy. I'm like, dude, shut Shut the computer program off. We're done. I call him up later on that afternoon. He's like, Oh, yeah, I just looked at it. I forgot to put any parameters on it. He's like, I forgot to put woodworking in music. (laughs) So fast forward to today. He has since revamped it. It's all woodworking people and music people. And I left my Brazilian porn star pass behind. Eh,
0: There's only 3,000 of them. (laughs) So... Can you explain the allure of the Runza?
1: The allure of the Runza is partially, I think, because you can only get it in Nebraska and Iowa now. Oh, Iowa. Yeah. Okay, but they will not allow it to get no. beyond a certain. I've asked where them the to... the owners can drive back and forth and and right. do the quality control. They won't. They won't let it go.
0: I've asked them to let me start
1: a, a run- Runza yeah. down here, and they said. No. The Runzes are... Oh.
0: You know Kimberly from Craig's office?
1: Okay. I, I don't think I know her. Oh.
0: Her son is married or engaged to one of the the daughters of the original Runza family.
1: I think they're the Everetts, right? I think... Uh, is, is that, that the right? name? But I told Amy, I go, you have to do that wedding
0: because I cannot wait to see what what they are serving. At the oh, bit. yeah. But, but
1: anyway. No, they are... Uh, I'm sorry, It's ahead. cooked cabbage and all that meat in a bun and it, oh, it sounds gosh. awful, but it's a total Midwestern thing. It's they're so, fantastic. Oh, I gosh. mean, if they put those things in airports across the country, it'd be like... They'd be
0: gazillionaires. Dude, that's the easiest grab-and-eat-and-walk thing oh, yeah. in the world.
1: And I also miss, uh, from Nebraska, Taco John's. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. There was one that opened up in Laverne. What? And then they closed down just as fast. Brand new building. They built it from the ground up. It was open for six months and then it didn't work.
0: I was just in Nebraska last
1: week. Did you have Valentino's Pizza as I well? I did
0: not because I was in and I, I met my brother. Now that we're old, mm-hmm. we kind of just fly
1: places to see concerts. Is, is he husky as well? He's not, Hot, man. He's. <laughs> Art is super skinny. I was shocked it when does, he walked in the door.
0: He does not wear the the Husky brand of JCPenney jeans. But we went and saw a kiss with David Lee Roth opening. Oh, wow. At, uh, in, at the Lincoln at
1: that. Yeah, at uh, that new arena they've got. That's awesome.
0: So you want to do my lightning round? Please. Okay. This is just seriously, I'm going to ask you a question and, I and just
1: go. Bam. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Or okay. you can think about it. I mean, you're a thoughtful guy. What's your favorite book? Anything by Thomas Perry or Thomas. Lee Child. My two favorite authors are Thomas Perry, who writes a series called the Jane Whitefield novels. Oh, okay. And she is a an American Indian woman who if you're in trouble, you somehow find your way to her and she makes you disappear. And by the time you're done reading the book, you literally can vanish yourself. New Identity, Go to a New Place. It, you, it, it's literally like a handbook on how to vanish. Dude, that's kind of scary. It's unbelievable. It's such a good read. And then Jack Reacher, the Lee Child stuff, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the series I like, the Jack love Reacher that. stuff. Yeah. Are you a bath or a shower guy? Uh, shower in the morning, but I love baths at night and hot tubs. So last night I sat in the bath Uh, Because I was out woodworking during the afternoon, and I had to put Epsom salts. I'm 52. I was a little (laughs) sore, and I washed down those Epsom salts around me with two IPAs. And I had my iPhone sitting (laughs) on the side, and I was watching uh, the news or something or Netflix or something. And it almost fell in the – my phone almost fell in the bath.
0: You don't want to fall asleep in the in the
1: in that's, the hot tub. That's probably I've, I've a, had a boss do that. A horrible vision you Not just had. Not a cool thing. What's <laughs> the
0: last gift you gave someone?
1: The last gift I gave someone was my wife. We went to Jamaica for her birthday. Nice. I surprised her for
0: her twenty ninth. Her twenty
1: ninth. I think my wife is like eighty two. No. <laughs> Joking. She's younger than me. She is 49.
0: Isn't that cool? My yeah.
1: wife is 13 years younger
0: than She's me. She's not even
1: 50 yet. She's Ugh. a baby. What's the first concert you saw?
0: How old were you? And did you get a t-shirt?
1: Uh, I was a junior it was the in Beatrice High School. And I drove up in my 1972 nice. blue Chevy Malibu with a 350 in it. Oh, dude bench seats and we went and saw lover boy and joan jet opened and yes i bought a t-shirt and was the, that in lincoln that was at pershing auditorium pershing. yep and the bass player i was in i was the there. second row and used to stand on there's no seats it's just sweaty bodies up yep. there and the bass player in the song hot girls in love he hit a note with his right hand and he pointed right at me in the second row and I went like this. <laughs> Gave him a thumbs up. I'm like, I looked at my buddy, I said, He just pointed at me, dude. Dude. Hot girls in love, lover boy.
0: I have a guitar <laughs> pick from that show.
1: Did you really? Serious as a heart attack. Now, can I can I add an addendum to the Absolutely. lightning round? So dang lootly. My all-time favorite band. Growing up was Night Ranger. Oh, crap, yeah. And I saw them. Sister Christian, Seven Wishes Tour, all that stuff. Who's the drummer? Three years ago, I got a call over here from a friend of mine. Says, I have a friend who's a drummer in a rock band. He's got a demo he needs mixed. I said, tell him to call me. Phone rings 30 minutes later. (laughs) Is this Billy Decker? This is Kelly Keegy. Kelly Keegy. I'm like... Kelly Kegey, not how, the Kelly Kigi and Night how, Ranger. How do I know that name? He goes, Yeah, you can just call me Sister Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he is the nicest guy in the world. What? He is he's been over here, had me mix a bunch of stuff. He told me he's having more fun now than he ever has in his entire life. Still a freaking great band. Unbelievable. They're touring around, they're doing casinos, and they're doing Jack festivals. And Brad oh, yeah. I just, I, he yeah, said I'm, they're taking out uh uh, Tommy Shaw with sticks, and they do like a damn Yankees thing. They blend in with it now. And- I
0: wish I knew what happened to Jeff Watson, the guitar uh, player that left.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's with them. I, I saw know. them over. Open- I can ask him. I can ask him. Why don't you? Yeah, please do- I th- talked to him, Kelly Kiki, just three Did weeks ago. I think he I- touched bass on something.
0: I saw them over for Sammy Hagar in Omaha at the Orpheum Auditorium. And Sammy had the two red Trans Ams on stage. Oh, nice. And he was bouncing back and forth between them
1: during the I Can't Drive 55 yeah. and stuff. And
0: But man, Night Ranger.
1: Friggin you know how everybody man. says sometimes it's not good to meet your idols because you'll be disappointed, yeah. you know? They won't live up to your... Yeah. Totally not true with Killer Key. Coolest man, dude in the world. On the face of the planet. The
0: only... Well, not the only, but like... Ricky Medlock from Leonard Skinner and Blackfoot and stuff. Same for you right there. Yep. He he ended up, he's just one of my dearest friends in the world now. And I told him, I go, do you know how scared I was to meet you? And he's like, why? And I told him that very thing. And he goes, I wish I would have never met Jaco Pastorius. Really? Yeah, because he goes, that was when he was in a really bad way. He oh, was,
1: gotcha! Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sometimes they say it's good not yeah. to meet your heroes, but yeah. then sometimes you do, and it's like it reaffirms your faith Dude, in humanity I've and good had, people. Yeah, you
0: know? I've never had a bad experience going like, oh man, I wish oh, yeah. I wouldn't have met that guy. All right. So uh, wait, what was your first concert?
1: Loverboy. boy, yeah, Loverboy. boy. Wait, that was your first concert you ever saw? Mm-hmm. Lover boy, and you and drove J. there. Yeah. I was a junior in high school. You never went to my a... My folks let me drive 45 minutes to Lincoln with my buddy by But myself. you never
0: went to a church concert or something with mom and dad
1: when you were a kid and saw uh, Andre Crouch or somebody? You know what? I saw Up With People. Okay. Remember that group? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was probably a freshman in high school. And okay. they came to town and we had one of the people stay with us. Oh, yeah. Because they always... They have to live with host families. Yeah. So you remember that song? Up, They're like, up, up with, with people. people. Yeah. You can meet them wherever you go. And you got to clap on the right, and then you go to the left. Then you go to the right, and then you go to the left. Yeah, they were
0: kind <laughs> of like on an Airbnb tour yeah. for 30 years. <laughs> What's your favorite place to travel? Uh, Bahamas.
1: Yeah? I love the ocean. Yes. Kids? No kids? Bring them with you. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Especially now. You're
0: Is there a song you wished you would have mixed? Like you said earlier about uh, My Maria, you said best song ever mixed or whatever.
1: Yes, I wish, and to this day, I wished I would have been the guy that mixed Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Oh, dude. So Mike Shipley, I actually got to know him before he passed away. And any of those people that got to work with Mutt Lang, I've never met Mutt Lang. I don't know a thing about him. Most people don't, you know? Yeah. But just coming up and listening to that stuff. Uh, Wait,
0: Mike Shipley mixed that. Uh huh. Yeah. Didn't
1: know that. Yeah. So that mm. would be the one that I would be like, I could uh, die and go to heaven. Be like, eh, let's pour some sugar on me, guy, right there.
0: <laughs> would you like to go back and and remix a Beatles record or a Loretta Lynn record or whatever? Black Sabbath. Uh, would you like to take a shot at something like that? No.
1: Just because I probably would butcher it. Because also your memories are... Yeah, of that. And I would try that, to yeah. copy that and I couldn't do that. Right. And I would try to do something to make it sound like it was supposed to be yeah. rather than just put my own take on it. And then why would I want to do that? Could be right. like, what, yeah, Billy Decker makes a You Why? Know? Or you'd...
0: you'd Try to beef up the g- Tony Iommi's yeah. guitarist and and everybody would be like, like no, just leave crap? it alone.
1: You know. Yeah. I will tell you this. Uh, I got to record Patty Page uh, of uh, How Much for That Dog in the, the Window. window. Woof, woof. <laughs> I got to mix for her. That was amazing, <laughs> and I got to record the vocals for her record. Wow. She literally <coughs> was one take. Spot on. No auto-tuning, nothing. Because she comes from that era yeah. when you had to do that. You yeah. couldn't mess up. So she was – oh, gosh, she was probably in her 80s when I got the chance to do that. And her husband came in mm. and everything, and it was amazing to see somebody – Twice my age back then, you know? Yeah. Do something like that. Spot on. Do everything exactly the opposite of what I do now. And it just blew me away.
0: You think singers are, I don't want to say worse now, no, I, I, but they're I'll, more lazy now?
1: I'll tell you what because I I think. I can put anybody on pitch. I can put anybody yeah. on beat. Yeah. What I can't do is give them that tone that the masses go, oh, that's pleasing. I want to hear that more. So that, in my estimation, everybody uses auto-tune. Everybody gets pocketed. Everybody gets tuned. Everybody gets punched in. That's just a given. But you you got to have that special something. Otherwise, I, I think, I mean, I can sing. Yeah. I can sing. Oh, yeah. I, I don't I can sing on beat, I can sing sure. on tune and in pocket. Do I have that quality? Hell no. I don't have right. that magic. But
0: technically you're right there. Sure. You can sure. tick all those boxes. Fine. I always wonder that Amy and I listen to because when we're driving down to Mississippi or to Nebraska or mm-hmm. whatever, listen to I, I kind of just demand if we're gonna listen to country music, it's gotta be at least eighties, if not before. Gotcha. But same thing with rock and roll. If you can, I, I want to hear Bob Seger. I don't necessarily want to hear Black Veil Brides or or whoever. Got gotcha. against that. Nothing against them. Sure, but you're right. And 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 you look at Sinatra and those guys. were talking about that stuff, and they would do five songs a day. Merle Haggard five songs a day. Sure. Willie Nelson five songs a day. Tony Bennett five songs a day. And you go. Holy crap! Listen to those songs. Yeah, those guys were just banging them out. No, George off, Jones, yeah. and and that kind of stuff. And I just go, were they were they that much better, or were they that much
1: more rehearsed, or just what what made them? I think that's what you had to do back then. I, I, I guess you're do And right, I think yeah. that was more of almost like a, a technology thing. If they would have had Pro Tools right. and been able to sure. overdub, they'd be like, oh, yeah. fuck it. I'll take a break. I'm going to get drunk. I'll come back. And I'll do it tomorrow right. and punch it in 10 times, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go have a cigarette. Well, yeah. no, we don't have time exactly. for that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to
1: sing this song. Yeah. Right, right. So I think that's – I think that is how technology maybe – work to an advantage back yeah. then like it does now you know because we're all used to perfectly stuff in tune and perfectly pocketed and all that and whatnot you know does
0: technology make make it too easy
1: mm, it makes it fun for me because it gives me even more confidence yeah to know that if you come in here and say hey decker i want that i want that slow down speed up sound it's like I can do that. Right. Where back in the day, I would on analog tape, I would have had to have turned the machine off, right? Push play and record on another machine, and somehow have it speed down, then flip Rub the your tape thumb over. On it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, to me, it's fun. Yeah. Being able to have all that arsenal and try to find something new to use with it or do with it, you know. I told a story
0: on the podcast that. Nobody's heard except me. But I I said my brother and I used to literally, on the turntable, put stacked dimes and nickels and quarters to try to slow the record down Mm -hmm. a whole octave so I could learn Stevie Ray Vaughan licks, so I could learn Eddie Van Halen licks. And now there's YouTube, and if I want to hear a Randy Rhoads lick, there's 65 different versions of it, including 63 versions of it that are better than Randy Rhodes. Wow. And so I, I, I always think about, has technology, I mean... Made uh, us lazy. Yes. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve I will. Lukather always says, somewhere there's a seven-year-old in his bedroom that's way better than any of us.
1: Right, right.
0: And so I, I think about that kind of stuff. Is Are... Are they better or
1: are they better? I don't know. I tell you, I, you what. I don't know. In response to that, how about somebody maybe is doing a demo where back in the day they would have had to have gone to a studio, mm-hmm. record, call a mixer and do that because sure. only the mixers had the gear.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, Or yeah, the DAW,
1: yeah. you know, or it was too expensive for a big studio Somebody couldn't do it in their bedroom. Now everybody's got laptops. They might just go, you know what? Let's just do the demo here. Boom, press, play. Turn in the publishing company, done. Yeah. So that would be one way where it it eliminates maybe a couple steps in the process and eliminates a job here or there. I, I
0: even wonder, are songs not as good? Because... Am I as good a bass player as Brig Nadello? Nope. Am I as good a drummer as oh, I see what you're Greg saying. Morrow? No.
1: Right. But I can do
0: all that in my house. Right. So are my demos as good as they would be if I just looked at... True. Those guys and went,
1: holy crap. But then you've you know? got the, the new generation that didn't know yeah. what that was, well, and they've become skilled at doing the program type of stuff, so... I mean in 10 years oh, yeah, will will another generation look back on them and go does it not sound as good as back in the maybe these guys are the nah. geniuses now and then it's probably a generational thing bar we, we should just say fuck it and move. the just, Bahamas my I'm favorite place gl- I,
0: I'm just glad <laughs> I'll be gone before that happens Last question Yes sir what's next
1: Uh you know what <laughs> at 52 I still, still got uh and you know what? I'm finally feel I finally feel like an adult. Like Dude. okay. I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. I can actually make a decision, follow through with it. <laughs> I've got some money in the bank. Right. And I can make a decision. Damn it, if if I want to go in and grab a popsicle out of the freezer. Yep. Eat it and then go. You know what? I'm going to fucking eat five more. I can go in there and do, do that because
0: I'm an adult. I'll eat the whole damn box these days. I can eat that whole box of popsicles while sitting on the toilet if I want to. And them. nobody's going to tell me no. Nobody's going to tell me.
1: No, I've got, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff with uh, Joey Sturgis Tones. Nice. Unstoppable Recording Machine. Uh, I've appeared on their, their, uh, Online school. I've spoke at some conferences. I've met a whole that's brand awesome, new gang of friends in the hard rock, heavy metal, modern metal community, and they've actually been embracing me. I'm like the first non-metal guy that they've Dude, let into their awesome, fold, man. and nicest people. And See, metal
0: guys are nice. They're
1: I've been unbelievable that nice. for years. And what's ironic is I've actually started mixing. In that format, nice. and I have a taste for it, I think, because I enjoy it, Yeah. but what's really funny is a friend of mine, who's a very good engineer here in Nashville, uh, mixes a bunch of records, he heard some of this metal stuff I was doing, and he's like, now why can't you mix country as good as you mix metal? Hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm joking, I'm not in a mean way. But yeah. he goes, yeah. you you approach metal different than most metal mixers do. Yeah. Because of having to do all this country stuff, you've been forced.
0: Absolutely,
1: Mary. To uh, deal with steel, fiddle, piano, V so 3 kick drum. That. There's like 18 instruments here. Yeah. You've got to find a room to fit it all. Yep. And metal, we've just got maybe a couple guitars left, right, bass, drums, and some programming. And they're in the
0: same exact frequency. Right, right.
1: And he goes, so something sounds different, but he goes, yours sound really, really cool. So I'm hoping that'll give me an advantage. Uh, I've also got a book coming out. uh, Yes,
0: I wanted to mention that. On
1: template mixing. Of all things, what I kind of came up teaching myself to do to – Facilitate my lifestyle. Um, a gentleman saw me. I, I did a sound on sound article a couple of years ago. He was a retired gentleman from the UK, and he was a, a recording engineer as well, kind of an amateur. But he made his living in the book publishing business. And he's like, nobody's ever done a book on your that process. You do, you know? He so goes, sort I, of I'm familiar with the Pro Tools recording Tools
0: process. Products. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it works for any DAW where basically he reverse engineered a mix from mine. I sent him all the settings. So if you go in and plug in these exact settings in your DAW, for better or worse, you will sound like me, at least until you start moving stuff around, you know, and and then putting your own twist on it. So it'll get you 80, 90% of the way there. Uh, And he goes, We can self publish or I can shop a deal. And I said, Well, what do you think? Yeah. And he goes, Let's try to shop a deal. See if Why anybody not? thinks Billy Decker's worth a damn. <laughs> Calls me back a month later. He's like, we got a deal. So we're with uh, Crowwood That's Publishing awesome, over in the man. UK. We got an advance. We signed contracts. It's available everywhere. Coming out in June. It'll be at all the bookstores, all that good stuff. He you
0: doing a book t- signing tour? And nah, all that stuff? I
1: don't know anything
0: about that I know that yet. about leasing buses <laughs> and... I can bring two acoustic guitars.
1: What You know what? I'd like to do is <laughs> maybe call up my Alma Mater recording school and see if they'd be interested in Man. Oh yeah. adding it to a curriculum or some other, you know. You went to was it f- if uh, I full can help. Sale, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah back but, in the day. Went down to Orlando, Florida. It was one of the f- <laughs> first programs down there they did. What? So it was a 9-month thing back then.
0: Man, I'm I'm sorry to go backwards in this whole no, thing, fine. but like
1: What what did why did you do
0: that? Uh, or how did you oh. do that? And and what did they teach you that you didn't already know? Because I gotta admit, imagine twenty years ago or whatever it was, it was more There s- wasn't
1: Pro Tools, yeah.
0: Right. No, there so was, it was more signal chain now. and yeah.
1: and flow and, and stuff like that. Correct. Okay. So I came up through the uh, big consoles, right. SSL needs, yeah. APIs, all that stuff. Patch bays. I had to align tape machines and all my internships okay. and stuff. Yeah, uh, so I was like taught, you know, how to do that stuff back in the day. Wow, and then man. I had to teach myself Pro Tools eventually when it yeah. was just coming out, so I could speed up my workflow, all blah 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 that whole thing, you know. <laughs> But I went to recording school to make my band sound better. Okay. To make a better sound of demo tape so I'd get more gigs at bars and fraternity sorority parties. And then as soon as I got down to full sound, I'm like, oh, I'm way better on the technical side of the glass than the artist side, you know. So I just stayed over here. Man. Which, by the way, that would be an awesome name if it hasn't been taken for a, an engineering podcast behind the glass. Nice. It's probably been taken. It's yeah, too obvious. I
0: think it would also only it's be like, like Kleenex, you know, to the somebody...
1: podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I stuck a 57 in front of the 412.
1: Okay, what's next? What else? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been taken.
0: Uh, we kind of took the Motorhead version of everything louder than everything else.
1: That's funny. Okay. I so love yeah. you, buddy.
0: Thank you so much, man.
1: Absolutely. This was awesome. I'm happy to have appeared and. If you would all like to send any hate mail, yes, I will yes. just forward it right back to Bart, and he will field all the... What are your socials? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm with you. Pretty much. Uh, I do have a website, uh, billydecker.com, that's not updated. I'll do my best to get it updated. I know. I yeah, like that. It's a little outdated. Yeah, you're way down on the number one. Everybody's ones. is. Everybody's is. Uh, other than that, people just usually hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I Instagram? do have... Instagram, yeah, Decker Boards. Decker Boards. The Decker Boards there. I am really vigilant and really cognizant of returning all emails within like 24 hours, and I never let a phone call go overnight. So I will call you back by the end of the day. Dang. And I always preach that, uh, not only for my own well-being and livelihood, but to other people. But that's how you've kept... Besides being good, that's how you've kept
0: working for 30 years.
1: And ironically enough, I've actually gotten gigs because they literally yeah. said, you were the first guy that called, called us, back. us back. Congratulations. Yep. You've got this work. So there you go. For better or worse. There's my two cents to... And you're
0: a snappy dresser.
1: I smell good. You smell good. It's you're clean, chomping clean shaved. I mean, what, <laughs> what else is left? Uh, I do put smiley faces on my toenails usually when the summer comes out. Nice. They're put, all they're all trash from playing tennis so I cover up the nastiness with the uh, I put smiley, smiley faces. faces
0: on my kneecaps. You really? Yeah. Nice. I learned that from Ozzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you my brother. Thank you Bart. See, see you, see you soon. soon. Bye bye.